knows how to play poker. Poker, poker. But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker, poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone. Big Dave and Joe uh, from South Florida as we bring you another edition of the show. Last week when we were on the show, they were finishing up the Bobby Baldwin Classic final table. They were down to three players. Uh, and I had mentioned that Darren Elias was going for his fourth WPT title. He would be the first one to have four titles. And he did win the tournament. Uh, we were down to three players, Joe McKeon, and eventually went out in third. And then it was between uh, Darren and Kitty Quo for uh, heads-up play. And they played a long time. Uh, I think it was like 100 hands or something wow. like that of heads-up heads play. Heads-up? Yeah. And uh, Darren won the title. And uh, right after that, the next day, began the WPT Tournament of Champions. So uh, kind of that double shot that they had had here in South Florida the last couple of years. Uh, and... Uh, was very exciting, uh, a lot of fun. I think they called, there wasn't the Bobby Baldwin, but it was called something like the WPT finale, and then they had the Tournament of Champions. And that was where they introduced the Action Clock, which was very successful over there at the Hard Rock, and, and have uh, been using it this year on the season as well. So uh, they go to the final table, and uh, with seven players left, who's the chip leader? Darren. Darren Elias. <laughs> which... You Which know, is not completely I, I, I surprising to you at all. No, not to me, because I have done that in one day online poker in different tournaments. You win one tournament, there's nothing better than to come like right back in. So you said it started the very next day. You're you're still in that poker zone, right? You know, and and you your 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 senses, your poker senses are so so tuned perfectly that this doesn't surprise me at all. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, they actually got down to uh, uh, four players, and he had like 2.4 million. I think the next closest was eight eight hundred thousand. And uh, you know, it, w- it looked for sure like he was going to win back-to-back tournaments. But who ends up winning? Don't tell me, Kitty. <laughs> no, no, she, no, she wasn't. She didn't play in this one. Uh, tournament champions was a pretty limited field. Matt Waxman from uh, oh, South Florida wow. been on the show with us took a few times. Um, I'm trying to get a hold of Matt. I do want to do an interview with him. I'm I'm putting together a column for uh, Annie Up Magazine this week, and I would like to mention it because Matt, as we know, is from Parkland and a graduate of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Oh, wow, I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'd like to get a few comments from him on that. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's he's kind of a, a guy who says his, speaks his mind and uh, and has some political thoughts, so I don't know really what his view of the whole uh, uh, gun control thing, and, and not to get into that too much anyway, but the fact that it happened at his school and he was profoundly affected, I know, and uh, has a lot of support for the. He did some tweeting about the uh, the victims fund that they had on GoFundMe that raised. As I looked on there today, uh, ten million was the goal, and they f- uh, raised eight point seven million dollars for oh, the victims oh, God fund. Bless, God yeah. Bless. So obviously, you know, we've had other incidences around the country of 
school shootings, and, and uh, it never seems to end. But uh, I think the uh, the Parkland shooting, I think, will go down maybe in history. Uh, you know, it's one of the the most uh, disastrous, and it's so close for us to home. So yeah, it's it's you know it's it's in our backyard practically, and uh, I don't think any other shooting has received as much as this as the 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 children's one in Connecticut and the Col- and Columbine, right. which was like kind of like the first one that we all kind of you know had to stand up and take notice of of what's going on out there. Well, I did see a tweet from Matt, and he said to hear your alma mater mentioned in the same sentence as Columbine and Sandy Hook. It's got to he break goes, your heart. Yeah, it's uh, really something else. So uh, at the time, it ha- happened back in February. It was uh, Valentine's Day, if you remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in, I think he was in New Zealand and then traveling to Singapore. So he was playing, he was, I don't know if he was just vacationing or playing poker or what, but uh, he was uh, he was overseas at the time. And uh, I'm not even sure if he still lives in Parkland or not, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of him and see what happens. So... Well, um, congratulations! Yeah, that's happy, you know, that's a happy year. Congratulations to Max for winning that. For, uh, f- uh, four hundred sixty-three thousand for Matt Waxman, and uh, along with his prize money, he picks up uh, the Hublot watch, the uh, Steel Bang watch, and uh, I think he has some kind of membership to a company called Jet Smarter for, for private flights, which I'm sure he'll have you fun using that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only eighty players in that tournament, uh, but it was uh, you know former champions uh, that were only allowed, and uh, so he takes it down. That was at the eSports Arena in Las Vegas at the Luxor, and uh, kind of a new place. Uh, Matt said, uh, he he said it was pretty cool. He goes, I'm huge into video games, so being in such a center that has big video competitions and I get to play poker there, he goes, that was was (laughs) awesome. (laughs) So I'm going to try to get a hold of him and see see what he has to say. Um, Of course, everybody is headed to Vegas today, tomorrow, and the next day. Uh, last night, I went down to the Seminole Hard Rock uh, for the closing of the uh, $1,650 tournament uh, of their uh, Deep Stack series uh, called the Deepest Stack. It was their main event. And I was following it along, and uh, they were down to five players when I got there. Lonnie Harwood was uh, one of the finalists, and uh, Chris Bolick. Wow! Yeah, very and nice. uh, so it was a pretty interesting event. Uh, TK Miles. Uh, so winner ends up being uh, Chris Bolick. Good for Chris. So uh, I did talk to him afterwards. I want to get to that in just a second. But uh, Lonnie got knocked out on a really tough hand. Uh, her boyfriend Phil Hui is was there, and I talked to him a little bit as well. But uh, Lonnie had Ace Ten offsuit, and she was playing against uh, Josias Santos, uh, who had Ace Nine offsuit but he had the ace of hearts and there were two hearts on the flop and runner runner and runner runner so how hard is that to to get a four heart flush on the board yeah well listen unfortunately those are things that happen uh, as we've seen she had a larger stack she didn't get knocked out but it cut her about in half and she went out like uh, five hands later or something like that yeah that's that's you know that's one of the biggest things that's why I've always been such a, a fan of, of uh, Joseph Chong uh, when he made that deep run in the main event when he came in second, having lost with pocket aces to pocket sevens, taking about half of his stack and yeah. still having the uh you know, the the wherewithal to to keep his mind yeah, and, and not take that bad beat. I don't know what Lonnie's mindset was after losing that. She was not happy. Yeah, that's that's how most of us would have been. <laughs> uh the other thing that happened was very bizarre. Now this is not 
World Poker Tour, or this is not World Series of Poker, or anything like that, but a pretty big tournament, obviously, $1,650 buy-in. And there was a fellow who had the chip lead when they went to the break with five left. And that was when I walked in, and I, I passed the guy. His name is Steve Dunker. He's from uh, New York, and I don't know if he lives down here now, but originally from New York. And he was the chip leader with like five and a half million chips. And next closest was, I think, Chris with 3.4 or something like that. Okay. And Lonnie had around 3 million. And and uh, TK also was right in there. And uh, Josias was the short stack. So they came back from the break. It was a, I had asked Chris, I said, you head for dinner? Because I, I thought it might be the dinner break. It was around 6 o'clock. But they didn't start till 2 o'clock because they had played till almost 2.30 in the morning the night before. So the people were leaving for uh, the break, uh, walking out toward the Hard Rock uh, casino area or wherever. And they sat down and got to play, and uh, four of them were there, not Steve Dunker. So they played uh, about 12 hands, I think. Before he came back? And he hadn't even come back then. They actually, one of the floor people, they had told him, you know, hey, this guy is not here. So they... They had his phone number, and they called him and told him, hey, get back here, we're playing. He thought thought it was the dinner break and had okay. sat down someplace to have dinner and was in the middle of eating. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a 10-minute break. He thought it was a 50-minute uh, break. He had looked, uh, supposedly uh-huh. had looked up at the clock. It's a good thing he was the chimp leader. I don't know what the blinds level was at well, that it was, point. Well, it, it, it was 60 and, and 120,000. 60,000, 120,000. With, yeah. with 120 ante. $120,000 ante. So the ante was as big as yeah, the big blind? Yeah. I don't know how that works. but Wow, I've never seen that before. All right, well, but, whoa, that had to eat him up. So, yeah, he went down. He went from like $5.5 million to about $3.5 million or, th- or a little over $3 million, But lost the chip lead when he came back and uh, supposedly had been playing very aggressively before that. And uh, from what I saw, it kind of took the sting out of his game. He was folding a lot until until later on when he started going in uh, when he came back from the next break the following break a couple hours later and uh, was going all in five out of six hands or something like that and, and was he the fifth to go he out he was the fifth yeah no was he the fifth no Lonnie was the fifth uh, Josias was fourth, fourth. So, he still so he got third place, third place. I think right. about forty grand or something like that. Not yeah, bad. but it's it's still it's a you you're kicking yourself in the ass because you know you you didn't verify it or someone gave you bad information that yeah. they're not going well, to Well, supposedly he looked at the board and it said he saw where it said next break 54 minutes or something. But it he was thought that was the he didn't look at the countdown of the clock. It was only a 10 minute break. So anyway, not to pick on him or anything, but it's, it's things that happen and. Uh, Really, I don't, I don't, you can't say it cost him the tournament because, you know, who knows what would have happened. But uh, right. it certainly well, put but a damper on still his two uh, million, effort. Two million of your chips are gone, which uh, takes a lot of the firepower, the aggressiveness that you were just mentioning that he had prior to that break. You know, now now you don't have the chip lead anymore. You know, you're, you're a little bit snake bitten, so to speak, because of what you've done, the stupid mistake you've done. Right, exactly. So I'm sure that that had a lot to do with how he was playing his game as soon after he came back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's uh, go to our interview with Chris. Uh, the story is immediately him and TK, they had almost e- dead even stacks of about 8.5 million chips, and Chris had a 75,000 chip lead. 
And they got it all. Well, no, they didn't get all in. They just yeah. They at just, that point, that's said, less than half a uh, small blind. That's not even a small blind, probably at that point. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying I'm saying the difference was seventy five thousand. They both had almost the same chip count. Right. So it was Chris, like had se- se- Chris had seventy five thousand more, which is less right, than a exactly. big, than a small so blind. So they said, well, let's just chop even on, and Chris will take the trophy. And the they title. agreed to they that. They agreed to that. That's, so that's so nice. Chris gets the win. Uh, had a chance to speak with him right afterwards. Seminole Hard Rock, the big stack series here, kind of like a, a fill-in tournament that fits in between the SHR Showdown and the World Series. So just kind of a, something to pick up in between, and you take home the title, uh, chop with uh, TK Miles. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, coming into this tournament and if it was kind of like a preparation for this summer. Yeah, this tournament, every every year of this tournament, I'm like, man, I really got to win this so that I don't have to worry about the summer. So last year I got fifth in this tournament, and uh, when I made the final table again, I was just like, this time I, I need, I wanted third or better to kind of nice little <laughs> nice little score going into the summer, so it worked out pretty well. Pays for a uh, room or the hotel or for uh, a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah, it pays for, uh, well, ho- hopefully... I can still be up at the end of the summer, right? I mean, but uh, no, it's it's amazing. Like going in with a with a fresh head and being able to feel like you're already a winner is a big deal. Yeah, I I, I kind of looked at some of the records for TK, and I know he's had a lot of seconds and everything. He's a very good player, uh, but you always seem to have that knack of kind of closing the deal pretty well. Yeah, I, listen, I've been really lucky. I got really lucky yesterday with 14 players left. Um, the biggest thing is I just try to never give up on the stack. And if I can do that and I get a little bit lucky, it works out some of the time. Last year you did have a bracelet. What's it like going back with a bracelet in tow now? Will you take it out there and wear it at the table? Yeah, no, the bracelet's staying at home. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I always look forward to the World Series. Um, but it's definitely nice when you had a good summer last year, now when you know win this tournament, and it's just like I feel like I can't lose no matter what happens. So. I, I remember the first time I met you was there at Vegas. So Steve Carp introduced us right outside the Thunderdome there, the big final table. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously that's the goal to get there. Maybe this is the year. Yeah, I, I have. Or, do, best, or don't you look at it that way? My best. Well, there's a lot of tournaments between now and then, so hopefully that goes well. And then the main, I just try to do well. My best finish is like 120th, and that was a, a great experience. So if I can best that, that'd be amazing. Since I met you out there, your career has, uh, you know, had its ups and downs, but you've had a pretty successful career. Looking back now, uh, was it everything that you planned for the being in the game, or? Or uh, it's been a little bit different. Uh, hard times have been a little bit rougher to deal with. Uh, I think, like everything, you just, it's like there's things that you don't expect, no matter what you do. And uh, I still enjoy poker, and I still look forward to playing big series and the World Series and participating in everything. So as long as I still enjoy it and I look forward to playing, I'm gonna keep playing. Less than a week from now, you'll be sitting at the Colossus with uh, 20,000 other players. Uh, is that a, a fun time for you? Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, I'm somebody who skips 
those tournaments. Okay. Uh, I won't skip. Too crazy? I won't skip the Millionaire Maker, but uh, when it comes to Colossus, it's just too crazy. Uh, it's really hectic. I like to spend that time just maybe playing cash games or being somewhere else. Is that your plan out there to just do a bunch of different things? Will you uh, this year? I know differently. There's so many different series out there. You know, Venetian, Planet Hollywood, just an incredible amount of series, even small ones uh, like the Golden Nugget. Uh, will you try to go to a lot of different places and play different events outside of the Rio? Yeah, I, I never have really in the past, but uh, it seems like there's a lot of stuff, and I have the tournament itch, especially now that I won. So. I'll probably play a bunch of stuff, yeah. Okay. Nice trophy. Is that your first guitar trophy? No, that's your second, right? Second. I got a real guitar. At home. <laughs> yeah. Good luck this summer, man. Thank you. Thank you. Chris Bolick, a good friend of ours. He's uh, filled in for Joe a few times here on the show as uh, as a co-host. Very talented uh, on, the, on the mic, too, I, I must say. I told him he really should uh, pursue some of that. So uh, I don't know if he will later on in his career, but... Uh, both him and Waxman uh, are somewhat similar because I think they they had some success and then kind of got away from the game a little bit. I was uh, reading some things that uh, Waxman read. He had been doing some traveling. He was developing a poker app, and that's why he was in uh, Southeast Asia and New Zealand and some of those places, I guess. But he had not been playing a whole lot of poker except some of the local tournaments here. And uh, only 300000 is all he's won in the last two years, but he has $3.6 million. He obviously won a WPT title in Paris a few years back. And you know what makes me feel very happy that he does, you know, that, that you hear this stuff is that, you know, besides that Max Waxman was trying to do get a poker wrap up, but, you know, I remember Chris, you talking to Chris, I think when he had come in second and had made the biggest score of his life at that time, I think it was for like about, almost 300,000 and he was all excited about how that that was almost life-changing money and then maybe three weeks later he takes one down for close to half a million so between the two you know within a three-week period he picks up three quarters of a million dollars you know if you're smart enough you've got the intelligence to know that you can put that money to work for you in different venues you know it, you could take that time off, right. and I I don't know you know Dave with you because I know I played a lot of poker when I you know many many years ago I used to play at least two three times a week, and there comes a point I enjoyed the hell out of it but there comes a point where you burn out, no matter how successful you are. Luckily, for me I didn't go through very deep you know downswings when I did have my my downswings uh, at that point with the people that I was playing with, but. You know, even but when I would take a month or two or three off, that I wouldn't play at all, mm-hmm. I came back with such a, you know, it, it felt like I had been staying at a spa or you know one of a these renewed places. vigor, huh? Yeah, renewed vigor. You know, uh, I, I I wanted to delve back into the game, but I didn't feel that pressure on me. You know, right. that 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 I had well, for some reason no put on myself because no one else put that pressure on me. Need I to get away from myself. the game uh, at, from time to time. No question about it. Just uh, finishing up with uh, Chris, he uh, wins uh, about eighty-four thousand, eighty-four something. Uh, takes the trophy because he had about a uh, slight amount more than uh, than uh, TK Miles, who uh, was wearing his traditional Florida State gear. You know, he's from Tallahassee and. And uh, I believe it was a Florida State student, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so they make about the same amount of money. And uh, finishing third was, uh, uh, no, Josiah Santos finished in, uh, 
in four. Fourth, Steve right. Dunker finished in right, third, won about 40000 So, right. uh So that was that. Uh, as far as Matt Waxman goes, uh, Matt won, uh, as I mentioned, 463000 Uh Elias went out in third place, by the way. David Benjamin was uh, fourth. Uh, then Elias went out in third. A really tough hand, uh, and it just shows you got to have a little luck here. Uh, Waxman... Uh, uh, was put all in by Elias for about his last million chips on the table. And uh, Waxman called with pocket jacks, and Elias had pocket queens. But uh, end up uh, f- getting a, a straight, a jack-eye straight. Wow. Which was uh, pretty amazing. Not, not you would think, maybe he got the other jack right. to beat him, but uh, uh, he had an open-ended and a state straight draw, or a straight straight yeah. draw when he uh, f- after the flop, and he ended up... Uh, Coming through with the jack high straight. Anyway, uh, so Elias uh, was still involved. Of course, he had to, had the lip chip chip lead, and then he ends up getting knocked out. Uh, Mattis Symbolis finished second from Lithuania, and uh, Elias was third. Anyway, uh, when we come back, we'll take a look at the tournament that's going on now out of Vegas, the Super High Roller Bowl at the Aria. We'll take a look at what's happening there, and a few other things on the show tonight. We hope you'll stick around. You're listening to Poker Action Line, Big Dave and Joe, and we'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Live. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach. But what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures springing and leaping about the flames, darting, shifting, bounding toward the sky. The eaters of men. Cannibals. Firelight glistened on the royal bodies, on flashing spears and bristling decorations. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move, and he felt doom itself breathing chill upon his neck. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing toward him through the jungle. He could see them now. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, slipping, sliding, stumbling, his breath all but choking in his throat. Only one thought gave him courage as he ran. His canoe ready and waiting. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show, Big Dave and Joe, as we talk uh, Super High Roller Bowl, uh, which is really the lead-in now, kind of, to the uh, World Series of Poker uh, seven-week series. Uh, I think there's 78 total bracelets this year. It seems to go up every year. Always get by four, five, six. There's uh, three online tournaments this year, a uh, whole great schedule that kicks off with the Casino Employees event, which starts on Wednesday the 30th, which also, that also coincides with the final table at the Super High Roller Bowl. So uh, the Colossus is over the weekend uh, to get things started, a few other tournaments, and uh, things get rolling right away. So uh, I actually uh, went into dinner and had uh, some dinner at the Council Oak, which they have moved now into the right-hand half of the poker ballroom. You know, the poker, uh, the ballroom they use for the big poker tournaments in the back there, they cut in half. The left side is the... Uh, 
regular poker room for cash games uh, every day. And then the right side, they turned into a restaurant, the uh, Council Oak, which they moved from inside the casino, which is on the corner of the turn there when you head out. Yeah, as soon as you come in through the valet area, uh, right in by the valet area there. Yeah. And uh, so they brought uh, uh, that over there. Anyway, I, I sat down next to the bar, and there was Josias Santos, who is uh, actually a Brazilian who lives in Tampa. And uh, so we had a nice chat over dinner, and uh, he is also going out for the whole uh, series. Uh, he told me, I, uh, I said, well, what do you think of this event? He said, he said, I keep doing the same things. I keep beating myself. And he was very disappointed. He didn't give me an exact example, but he goes, I keep doing the same things when I get late in tournaments and I make a bad mistake. And I said, well, you got a good break against Lonnie. And he said, yeah, he goes, that one was good. But uh, she had lucked out on another hand against him a little bit earlier. So he kind of felt that was justified for him to uh, get that hand, but he ended up uh, making a mistake, and he didn't elaborate, But uh, and I didn't if see he's it. he's beating himself up over that, though, yeah. I am telling you right now, he has made that mistake not just once, twice, or three times. He's made it a lot of times because you keep reading it, and it's almost like, uh, what do they say, you know, insanity is trying to do, do the same thing over and expecting a different result. And for some reason, poker players do that. I've 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 done that myself. I've known other poker players that that do that, and you know, it 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 it's so hard for you to give up how to how you do that. So, yeah. um, Super High Roller Bowl got underway on. Uh, uh, let's see, it was the other day. It was the twenty seventh. Today is the. 29th? 28th. Uh, 28th, yes. <laughs> so yesterday it started, or I guess uh, the day before yesterday it started. And uh, day one, uh, they headed into the tournament. There was uh, 48 players uh, for this $300,000 buy-in event at the Aria, the Super High Roller Bowl, which is going to be televised uh, in the uh, Poker Go studio, uh, which is at the Aria. So uh, Daniel Negreanu, Seth Davies, and Brandon Adams were part of the, the series, show, right. the Insiders. And uh, so Negranu has uh, talked about some of the stuff he's been working on. He, uh, he's he been working very hard on his game um, with these various uh, game-solving problems. He talked about it a little bit on Insiders. And uh, he won a million dollars when he played his first event since he started exploring what he says is a new area of the game, of game theory. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll be talking about that a little more as we move along. Anyway, he got off to a great start uh, with 1.6 million chips. On day one, it was the chip leader. Uh, Jason Kuhn was second. And uh, several other big-name players uh, still involved, obviously, at that point. Bryn Kenny, Seth Davies uh, still in, and Justin Bonomo. Um, Christ- Christoph Vogelsang, the defending champion, and the, the champion from 2017, Rainer Kempe, both bagged the first day. But... Uh, had very small stacks uh, heading in. Some of the players that got knocked out, 18 players got knocked out that first day, including uh, David Peters, Tom Marchese, the magician, Phil Helmuth, Eric Seidel, and Igor Kurganov. So uh, they went into day two and played down from 30. They played down to 14. And the chip leader headed into play t- uh, today was Justin Bonomo. So... Uh, uh that was the uh the 14 that w- that moved on to the next day and they are playing today down to 6 for the final, final table. table i think the f- top 7 cashed there's 
uh, 48 players in, and I think the top seven cash. So anyway, uh, we're keeping an eye on the chips. Uh, Stephen Chidwick is the chip leader. So um, this is also on Poker Go today, so and today and tomorrow. So you can catch some of that if you have uh, decided to get that app. And so they started with 48, right? Started with 48, played down to 30, and then played down to 14, and then today they'll play down to six. So, uh, latest chips, uh, we'll give the give you the chip counts, uh, just keep an eye on this. Uh, they won't play a huge day today since they only have to get rid of a few people. But uh, Stephen Chidwick, the chip leader, 3.35 million. Um, Makita Bajikowski is in second. Negranu is third, currently at 2 million. Uh, Justin Bonomo has dropped off a little bit, but is in, in fourth place, 1.7 million. Seth Davies, 1.4 million. And then uh, Nick Petrangelo, Christoph Vogelsang, Stefan Sontheimer, uh, Kale Burns, and Jason Kuhn, all less than a million chips uh, still hanging in there. Uh, some of the other players that got busted today, Byron Coverman, uh, Sergio Aido, Sam Sovereil, and Matt Hyman. So uh, ten players left, playing down to uh, the final six. And uh, bubble, should be interesting. The, the bubble gets the cash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only, that's, good, that's the only good thing. Uh, so they'll finish off uh, the night, and then you don't have to get up early the next day and come in. I don't think it's going to be early, but to, to be honest. but uh, uh, So this is a great tournament. It kind of gets things rolling out there, and there's going to be all kinds of stuff at the Aria, at the Venetian, at uh, Planet Hollywood, a series at uh, Golden Nugget, and all kinds of things. But, of course, most of the focus will be on the Rio as everybody gets back there. It's just it just feels like it's like a one huge continuous party. Uh, it is. Just getting started. You it know? is. No question about it, uh, but we will uh, we will be following along on that, and of course, uh, a lot of stuff uh, going to be happening out there. All different kinds of uh, mixed games that we'll be watching. The Colossus kicks off this weekend. Uh, the first one, the first uh, tournament, is the 565 com- Casino Employees Tournament that uh, gets underway uh, tomorrow, as we or actually uh, Thursday, as we do the show here, is on the 30th. And, uh, you know, by the time you listen to the show, that may be all underway. Uh, we have a $10,000 super, super Turbo Bounty uh, No Limit Hold'em Tournament. Also that same day that starts later in the day. Then on the 31st will be a 3000 No Limit Shootout and a $1,500 Omaha High Low 8 or better. So some of our friends, uh, Mark Perlman, uh, I don't know if he's going out there this year. You heard from him at all? I have not heard from Mark in over a year now. It's been quite a while yeah. since I've heard from Mark. And Michael Moed, whether I he's going to travel out there, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's true with his children, but, you know, because uh, Mark moved up to West Palm Beach, and I really have not spoken with him in over a year. Now, you know, I'm curious, you're talking about all of this, and have you heard, because I know you mentioned this uh, on our shows last year when, these, when uh, the WSOP was about to kick off, have they done any tweaking to registrations, to the complaints of the food prices or any of that that you've heard of? Because, I don't know. Uh, you know, they, they haven't made a big issue of it so far this I year. I wasn't involved in the conference call like I usually am uh, that talks with Jack Effel and Bill Rennie and and uh, Seth Polanski and some of the people that uh, uh, run this tournament out there. Um, of course, uh, Ty uh, in charge out there. And uh, I didn't get involved in that this year, so I'm not really sure what kind of improvements they made. I think everybody's just going to sh- kind of show up and see what happens and for us to find out about it. But nothing's come out on 2 plus 2 or no, any, of the other, any of the other uh, areas. All right, well, 
course, uh, a lot of the same people that we know uh, that cover tournaments uh, will be heading out there this year. Kevin Mathers uh, is going to be doing the the Twitter account and uh, commenting on things, and uh, should be fun. Everybody's going to have a great time, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, this weekend, uh, some of the events uh, getting underway. The Giant gets underway. That's a tournament that like is on several consecutive Fridays as they move. It's only a 365 buy-in. Uh, but on the other end of the spectrum, there's the $100,000 high roller, which starts on Friday as well. And the Colossus kicks off on Saturday. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, a lot of great stuff. Uh, by the time we do the show next week on Monday, um, we'll have the online tournament getting started. We'll have uh, another Omaha high, low, eight or better $10,000 buy-in. And those things will be getting underway. And we'll already have about uh, five bracelets being handed out, as far as I can tell. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how this has grown. It really has. And it, to me, it's still very amazing that they're able to get all these different tournaments and have all these dealers for it and the space for it. It's. I'm telling you, I wish I, I, wish I had a, an insight to them over there just to watch how they do this because that, that's, as a manager, you know, it, I can't imagine that. You yeah, know? can't yeah, imagine sure. that. Uh, there is a $10,000 deal, Dealer's Choice tournament that starts on the 7th. The Millionaire Maker starts on the 9th. Of June, we'll have uh, no limit. Uh, do seven low ball on uh, with a ten thousand dollar buy-in starts on June tenth. Uh, the marathon starts on June eleventh. So lots of stuff. A ten thousand dollar horse tournament, and we'll have lots of stuff. The poker players championship, which is usually late in the series, this year is June fifteenth through the twentieth. Um, that should be fun. There's uh, the super senior starts on June the seventeenth. And there'll be plenty of stuff. I'm looking for the ladies' event. See when that starts. I that there it, that's on uh, June 28th, so the end of June. That, that poker in. player championship, though, I know over the years they've moved it back and forth. Yeah, it used to be a lot later, like you mentioned. But I believe one of the grinders won it twice. He that was one of the kickoff uh, tournaments, yeah. just about. So if I remember correctly, that's the fifty thousand. So uh, there's so many big things. Uh, obviously, the main event kicks off on July the second. Second, third, and fourth, three opening days, and they'll conclude that one on the 15th. So, also a little one for one drop and uh, uh, several other things. Uh, it's amazing. The big one for one drop starts July 15th, so that'll be kind of at the end of the tournament. So, whole schedule up ahead of us, and we'll be talking about it over the next seven weeks, and we'll see what happens. Uh, we know that the guys we've been following that have been playing so well, Bonomo and Chidwick and and, of course, Negreanu and, and, and other big names like that. Uh, you know, you you got to look at some of those people, but we'll always find a lot of new people coming in that, uh, you know, are really going to do well, something. Well, yeah, every year we, we break find out players. Our, our breakout players. But what I'm interested in is, because you mentioned it in last week's show, was that Phil Ivey is going to come back and and play. I don't know how He played often. in the Super High Roller Bowl. Oh, he got he knocked did. out on okay. day two. All right, so there you go. So he's already there playing. So, all right, very good. Uh, the WPT, by the way, I watched, uh, it was very entertaining the other night. The opening show uh, was Choctaw, and then last week is the uh, Legends of Poker from Los Angeles. And Helmuth made the final table there. And uh, some pretty interesting uh, play there. Uh, they've shown the first two of the three shows uh, through Sunday night, and still one show to go. But uh, um, Phil is in rare form, basically. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, that's uh, well, that, that's what made him Phil. So that's what made him Phil. But 
Wow. How how is he doing? Uh, he was down to the final four. Uh, I think he he was one of the shorter stacks at the very end there, but uh, he was picking on a guy. There was a black player at the table named uh, DJ Alexander uh, who beat Phil in a couple hands, and Phil called him a donkey, uh, you know, which really upset him. And then there was a couple other players that uh, kind of backed him up. I think that was uh, Art Papai- Art Papazian was, uh, was in there, and... Uh, um, you know, they all got on Phil and kind of he said, well, you know, I, I didn't say anything. And then they replayed the, the, the clip where he called him a donkey. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> Just to rub it in his face. And, huh? of course, Phil working on the broadcast this year is the uh, host of the Raw Deal segments. That's going to be interesting with Phil. Uh, the other thing before we head to another break uh, is I want to talk about the uh, WPT because they came out with their new schedule uh, that kicks off in July after the World Series of Poker is over. Uh, they, of course, they have a WPT 500 event out there during the summer, but uh, this uh, kind of is a little bit of a lull period for them, obviously not to compete head-to-head with the World Series. But they came off with the uh, with the new schedule, and what's going to happen? It's season 17 kicks off at the Gardens Casino in uh, Los Angeles. That will be July 21st through the 26th at the whole uh, festival. Uh, will be capped by the $5,000 buy-in main event. Uh, then they'll head back to Choctaw, where um, it kicked off the season this year, but uh, this year they'll be a second on the uh, list, and they'll have uh, a tournament there in August, August 18th to the 22nd, 27th, I should say. Uh, and then they will also have uh, a tournament at the Bicycle uh, WPT 500 event, which is... Uh, a 570 buy-in and a million-dollar guarantee. Then later on, when well, does Coco get it? Don't don't they come down here now to? Well, oh, they no, come to Coco sorry, after no. the first of the year, but they do come down here for the uh, Seminole Hard Rock sorry, uh, Poker, the, Seminole, o- the right. Rock and Roll Poker Open, yes. which is in November, November 23rd through the 28th. Uh, between the uh, Bicycle Tournament and the Seminole Hard Rock, there's three tournaments. You have the Borgata. In September, September 16th through the 21st. Right after that, they go right to Maryland Live uh, from September 21st through the 25th. And then about a month break before they head to Jacksonville and the Best Bet Bounty Scramble. And then down here to South Florida and finish up the season uh, in December. Well, the first half of the season, I should say, uh, at the Bellagio. So December 10th through the 15th. Okay. So good schedule. We'll keep an eye on some of that stuff, but obviously... Uh, kind of push the WPT on the back burner here for, for the next couple of months. I'm sure they, they look forward to that little rest there for a little bit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, let's take a break here on the program. We'll return with uh, some uh, final things here. Uh, you're listening to Poker Action Line. We always invite you to pick it up anywhere you get your podcast, but, of course, you can go to iTunes. You can go to SoundCloud. SoundCloud's great uh, because you can pick up the show, and then there's a, a special button there on the bottom where you can actually send out a tweet to, to somebody uh, or just to anybody, really, uh, that uh, you enjoy the show, and, and there's a real form there that, that sends it right out. So, uh, you know, it would help us out a lot if you enjoyed the show. Of course, on iTunes, we always like you to rate the show if possible. Uh, you can subscribe to it as well so that anytime you open up iTunes, you can pick up the show. Um, we're also on Apple Podcasts, uh, which comes on a lot of phones uh, right away. And uh, there's the other places that we've been touting, uh, the Poker Fuse podcast page, Hold'em Radio Network, and, of course, our website at Poker Action Line. So uh, 
check it out, and we hope you'll join us every week. Next Monday, we're, we're doing the show a little earlier next week, and uh, Sherry Bykofsky is going to be our guest. She's written a book called The Kaizen of Poker, uh, you know, how to continuously improve. It's a Japanese term that means continuous improvement, and there's like a checklist of questions, and she elaborates on all the questions that you should be asking yourself after a session on things that you can do better with the games, constantly try to improve your games. So Sherry's going to join us next week. and look forward to that. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with more of the show when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be right back. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Welcome back to the show, Big Dave and Joe, another edition of the Poker Action Line, uh, just a day or two ahead of the World Series of Poker, and uh, I, I wanted to talk about a couple of articles that I read. There's lots of things to do besides just playing in one uh, $1,500 bracelet events or 10000 bracelet events. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is well beyond the scope of the average player, and if you're a smaller player that plays at your local uh, card room, you'd like to take it in, maybe watch a few things. Obviously, there's lots of great stuff to watch. And, but there's a lot of smaller tournaments there. You have all the satellites. I was looking at some of the main events, uh, satellites, well, the, the event satellites. And you can go out there. You could play online on WSOP and get on satellites for as little as $10. Uh, small tournaments like that. Or you can go to the, uh, the cash game room, which basically has satellites for 150, 180, 230, uh, different price points uh, for everybody, and there's lots of stuff you can do with that. So if you uh, don't have a tremendous amount of money, there's still stuff for you to do out there and play. And uh, I don't know, there's all kinds of fish out there as well. So there's money to be made as people trying it for the first time. Is 
even if it's not for the first time, even if they've been going every year, but really are not great players, but they want to be in the atmosphere and play. Exactly, and I think that's the big thing, Dave, is that so many people have wanted to do this. You know, it's on their bucket list, their poker bucket list, and they get out there. And you've mentioned many different hotels that run much smaller, $300 buy-ins at the same time that they're running a $5,000 buy-in or $10,000 buy-in tournament. And, yeah, you know, if you want to, you could get out there and get caught up in the atmosphere without it having to be a, a $1,500, a $10,000, you know, the whatever, you know, whatever the, the, the buy-ins are for the, for the WSOP, you can get into it. I mean, you know. I would say 90-plus percent of the people are not trying to, you know, have life-changing money, you know, win, win a poker tournament win to, to change their lives. They're out there to kind of enjoy the experience. Right. And, and since I haven't been out there, you've been out there, but I can, o- I can only imagine that it's a very overwhelming experience when you're seeing, you know, so many tournaments being run at the same time, thousands and thousands of people. Did, did you have to take a step back and take a breath and yeah, say, oh, well, my God. It, it is I, pretty crazy. I remember the the quote we had that we were running on the show for a while from Chris uh, that talked about you just look up there and it's everything that you've heard about and more. Uh, but the players all rock, walking right by you, people you see that play on television all the time, uh, you know, you get a chance to talk to some of the players. It's uh, They're very uh, cordial. And, uh, you know, whether it's on a break or, uh, you know, if they're not playing an event, uh, there's there's ropes uh, around the tables that uh, you can't really get too close while the action is right. going on. But uh, there's players milling around. And if you, uh, you know, if you're not afraid to go up and approach somebody, you might talk to somebody that you've uh, respected for quite a long time, whether it's a magician or Maria Ho or, uh, you know, I remember talking to, Chris Moneymaker walking down the uh, hallway with Chris Moneymaker and uh, did a quick interview with him. But uh, he was very nice, and he comes every year. And, of course, all the other great champions and that sort of thing, uh, you get a chance to talk to him. Most of them are very nice people, That smart people. Uh, no question you have to be to uh, be successful in this game. But uh, it's a lot of fun. But there's so many things to do, whether you're a, a big-time player or you just want to dip your toe in the water and try a few small things. Now, around town, there's cheaper things as well for you to do. So uh, if you go and make a whole vacation out of it uh, as a poker player, you can have so much fun. And, you know, you were mentioning uh, Mark Perlman earlier. He was talking about how he's dealt at the WSOP and how he's had Phil Hellmuth at his table. Um, What's the name of that actress? Uh, Very beautiful actress that that was at his table. Uh, Uh, Jennifer Tilly? No, not Jennifer Tilly. uh, Sharon or Shannon. uh, Oh, Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. You know, and like you said, maybe all you want to do is be able to get lucky enough to sit at a table where, you know, you you do have a James Woods, uh, you know, uh, Ray Romano, you know, any any of the, you know, major poker players. I remember 20 years ago, I was at, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the hotel, it was off the strip, they were running a tournament, and I was, you know, I was in their, obviously in their, uh, their, the big rooms that they have upstairs, and I walked by, and there was Doyle Brunson walking with another gentleman and his wife, and I was like, oh my God, that's Doyle Brunson, <laughs> you know, and 20 years ago for me, that was like, you know, that, that was just about as big as it got, you know, and, and he was already, I would imagine he was in his 60s back then, didn't know that he was such a tall, you know, such a big gentleman, 
So, like you said, you know, whether it's whether it's to dip your toe in or tactically try to enjoy playing, these next seven weeks are going to be, you know, it's 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 where you have to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's two articles that are interesting by Carlos Welch, a writer on uh, Poker News. And you can check those out. Uh, one is called uh, Five Reasons Why I Play Small Stakes Tournaments at the WSOP. And he gives the following reasons. So uh, I'll run down for you. Number one, happiness is more important to me than money. So he talks about uh, his, his goal is happiness, and he's happiest when he's making final tables. So get into games where the players are not as good, and you got a good chance to uh, with the smaller stakes to uh, make that final table. Uh, yes, but also when you play in those smaller limits, being that, that I've had them in my casino, played in them, yeah, the players aren't as good, but expect to get expect to get sucked out on a, at, at a much higher percentage than, than if you were playing with good players. Well, he says, I realize it, but number two is I'm not that good at poker. <laughs> he goes, obviously, a lot of his friends are very good, uh, but he when he plays the smaller games, he feels like he's in the top five to ten of th- uh, percent of the players in the field, and uh, you know only only uh, can occasionally cash in a bigger tournament. So uh, he feels like he, he's in that top five to ten percent. Uh, then he has a better chance of uh, making some money. Okay. Uh, number three is I, I profit from chop equity. That uh, is the, you have an ability to make profitable chops if you're in uh, smaller stake games. Uh, he said, if I get there with a small stack, uh, I, I usually am offered a very favorable deal without even having to ask for it. Sometimes they'll give me a good deal as the short stack, even before the money bubble bursts. Um, he said, uh, a lot of people like to do a save for the bubble because they don't like playing hand for hand. I'd be shocked if this had ever happened in a WSOP event at the Rio. Uh, number four is my bankroll isn't huge. So, uh, again, he's forced to play in these tournaments. He says that very few of the people playing $10,000 buy-in tournaments are proper, properly bankrolled for them. He said, in truth, most people should have at least half a million dollars to play in those consistently. Uh, you're Agree talking about half a million dollars. That would be 2% of your ba- If you had a half a million dollar poker bankroll, $10,000 buy-in is 2% of your, is 2% of your, ba- of your bankroll. And there's a lot of parameters that say, you know poker things that say you should never invest more than 1% of your really? of your of your bankroll into a tournament so there you go uh number and number 5 is uh the, he said there's always available small stake games he said when you go out there you'd be surprised because you hear about all the $1500 tournaments the $10000 tournaments but there is so much to do including the satellites and the cash games the nightly uh, cash games so uh uh, there's a, a great availability that a lot of people don't realize. They think they got to come up with a, some kind of load of money, but there's something for everybody. Well, let me tell you, I, I worked with a gentleman, uh, I'll just give you his first name, Gus. Um, great poker player, been in the business for many years like I was, and he used to go out there, and this is back, I guess, when they had 30, 40 tournaments max, you know, in, in, the, in the series. And he would play only satellites to get into the main event. And every year he'd win two, three of them and just sell them. He wouldn't even play in it. He'd sell them to make his money. Because he says there was so much value in playing the satellite to win the $10,000 seat that that's what he did. And he goes, listen, I was getting dollar for dollar on these tournaments. People just didn't want to wait online, so they'd, they'd pay you the 10000 
<laughs> to buy the chip, whatever it is that you got. The lammer. Yeah, the lammer, whatever you got that, that that got you into the tournament. And he did that for many years. I don't know if that's still, you know, something that can be done out there. But like, like he says, there is a lot of ways. I think those low-limit poker games is where you can really make if you're you know if you have a limited bankroll where you can make your money if 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 you know how to curtail your game and get the right people playing those games because some of them are just there to say hey i played poker during the wsop whether it was alive or in the tournament right right um one of the other things that that i thought about this summer is you you get out there to those tournaments and the wsop uh, put so much emphasis on uh, bracelets and uh, winning these tournaments that there's really no way for you to, to chop these events. Uh, uh, we know what happened this year earlier at Falls View when uh, Mike Leah and uh, Ryan Yu made a deal to divide the payout. Uh, the WPT doesn't uh, facilitate chops either. Um, but these guys had a talk on the break and decided that uh, they were going to go ahead and make that deal and since they weren't going to facilitate it, they basically uh, played some hands out, and uh, Ryan Yu raised and then folded several hands in a row to dump the chips over to Leah. And there was a big outcry for it, and I think there should be. I mean, you can't imagine any other sport where, um, you know, the the story that I read by Eric Rodowig that wrote it said, you know, what would have happened in the Super Bowl if... Uh, uh, Tom Brady and uh, Nick Foles got together on the sideline and said, "You know, uh, we'll we'll give you the money. We I, w- I want a ring, so uh, another ring. Yeah, so yeah. I will give you the money, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, I, throw, have I, you throw a couple I, interceptions." I you know I hate that analogy. Because Do you? you? Yes, because top professional sports athletes are getting paid top dollar to yeah. play their their to That's play true. their sport. Okay, unlike a poker player who's putting up his his or her money yeah. to try to win this. So. Now, I could see from the WSOP and the WPT, uh, because uh, chopping, even though, you know, 99.8% of the poker players will tell you, you know, they do this in a lot of small tournaments and a lot of places. This gentleman, Carl's just mentioned it in this article. Mm-hmm. You get the chop equity, you know, if you're a shorter stack player. In a lot of these tournaments, a lot, most of the players want to chop. You have some that'll come in right away and tell you, "I'm not chopping for nothing. I'm here to win this whole thing or get knocked out." But in the smaller tournaments and smaller local and local uh, poker rooms, that's fine. For the WSOP, you can't have any thought of, "Hey, you know, you and I made the deal." And the one that comes to mind is is was the Gus Hansen. You know, even though we know that was just to get a seat and uh, in, Sean and, Deeb, and, yeah, and Sean Deeb to get the seat. Well, one would get a million dollars in cash, and the other one would get the one million dollar because there was only one seat available in the in the big one for one drop. You know, we talked about it. You just mentioned about what these two gentlemen did that we mentioned on our on shows back when that happened. It just doesn't look good, Dave. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Makes it really it doesn't look I good. Think. It doesn't look good. What they should do, I mean, you know, listen. But, but here's the problem: is if you and I want to wanna do a deal, we talk on the side, and we go, Dave, it doesn't matter. We'll play our cards out. And if the thing is, I'm going to w- receive, uh, you know, 60 to 40, but you win, I'm still, you know, we have to be gentlemen. It's, a, it's a, you know, it's like, you know, your, your honor's at stake here and play it out so there is no 
people, you know, conspiracy theorists online saying, oh, you know, Joe threw the match today because he had 5-1 to one chip lead, and, you know, I don't know what kind of deal they made. We make our deal, and we honor it off the table, right. regardless of how it, it plays out on the, on the table. Uh, that's the only way around that, because I don't think big tournaments should, uh, should ever allow a chop deal. Because again, the integrity of the game comes into into question, and even though most chops, there's never a situation when it's done so ridiculous, like the Gus Hansen and yeah, these people right. did it. You know, you've lost a casual, a presumed casual player that may may you know for years and years feed into into the poker economy. Yeah. Okay, well, when we come back, we'll take a final look at the uh, Super High Roller Bowl when we finish things up, but we'll take our final break on the show. Uh, you're listening to Poker Action Line, and we hope you'll join us every week throughout the World Series of Poker as we update all the latest events and talk about some of the interesting things that happen out there. Uh, always something to talk about in this game of poker, Joe. <laughs> and always will. Okay, we'll be back after our final uh, break here on the program right after this. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. The odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. segment of the program, taking a look at the Super High Roller Bowl. You can catch the final table on Wednesday uh, as they finish things up uh, as we do the show here uh, the day before. Uh, you could finish uh, up with uh, the top players. Makita Bajikowski uh, has taken the chip lead, 3.5 million chips. Stephen Chidwick uh, currently in second place, 2.4, and Negranu third, 2.31 million uh, still alive, over a million chips. Justin Bonomo, Seth Davies, Nick Petrangelo, all with uh, over a million chips. By the way, the uh, the the blinds are just eight in sixteen thousand, so a pretty deep event that a lot of stuff can still happen. 
And there are they still at ten players? They're at ten players. Uh, the f- bottom four: Christoph Vogelsang, seven oh five; Kale Burns, five sixty-eight thousand; uh, Stefan Sondheimer, just under five hundred thousand chips; and Jason Kuhn, the short stack, at four hundred eighty thousand. But well, with those thirty big blinds, yeah, still for yeah. the shortest stack. Yeah, still a lot of stuff still to happen, and they're trying to get on TV and uh, make this uh, final table of six. So um, a great field and a good tournament, and certainly uh, uh, we invite people to check that out uh, uh, on uh, Poker Go. It's uh, available for just ten dollars a month, and they're going to have plenty of final tables from the World Series. You'll be able to see uh, a lot of the main event on uh, ESPN later in the summer. But if you're uh, wanting to hang on to uh, what people are doing uh, that you know in the game that are heading out there for some of the early events, certainly invite checking that out. Um, uh, Badzikowski took the chip lead from Chidwick uh, holding pocket aces. And Chidwick had uh, King Jack of Clubs. And uh, did they get it all? Yeah, in? I don't see that they got it all in. It looks like uh, he must have taken a raise and got called. And uh, Badjikowski open raised a uh, three bet from Chidwick to 160k uh, in the small blind. Uh, Badjikowski uh, four bet him to 425,000, and then Chidwick uh, made the call. Uh, the flop was a 10 ace three, so. Trip aces for Badzikowski. Uh, che- they went check check. Uh, there was a four on the four of uh, spades on a turn. Uh, Chidwick checked. Badzikowski uh, bet 250k. Uh, Chidwick announced a raise to 1.5 million and made the call. Uh, Chidwick uh, Understood the uh, exact amounts, and then the river card was the five of spades. So, oh, that's a, a deuce gives you the wheel there. Right. So uh, that that propelled uh, Bajikowski into the lead. So still Chidwick right there. He didn't, you know, he had such a nice chip stack that he uh, hadn't dropped down the list too far. Did they make a bet on that river card, or, or did they like both it. check? No, it doesn't look like it. All right. So the trip aces didn't re-raise him. I guess he raised and then uh, Chidwick folded. Ah, okay. All right. Anyway, uh, so that's uh, the thing's finishing up there, and uh, uh, I'm going to go home and watch a little bit of it, and then tomorrow will be the final table, so look forward to that. Anyway, that's going to do it for the program. Uh, Joe, thanks for uh, stepping in, uh, uh, handling the controls. Uh, Joe Joe Costello helping us out tonight, and we appreciate that. Joe uh, Rodriguez, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, We'll have some questions for... uh, Sherry Bykovsky. Yes, I will. The book, uh, The Kaizen of Poker, and we look forward to uh, talking to her next week about continuous improvement in your poker game. That's going to do it for the show tonight. We'll catch you next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.